Everyone wants more money, but most of us weren't taught how to create an abundant life. That's where the Law of Attraction, Manifesting Success Stories show comes in. If you are ready to have more money, create more freedom, and experience more fun, turn the volume up. It's time to learn how to create the prosperity and life you have been dreaming of. Here's your host, Cassie Parks. Hello and welcome to this episode. I am your host, Cassie Parks, and on today's episode, we are covering how to manifest money using the law of attraction. <clears throat> now, if you've listened to me for very long, you know I talk about this a lot. And I want to give you a little more step-by-step guide. I even have a PowerPoint that you can watch on the video on my blog to go through this to give you a little more, if you want to take notes, if it makes taking notes easier, because I just want to, just felt fun to provide you with the PowerPoint to go along with it if you want to do that. Um, and just give you some very specific things about how to manifest money using the law of attraction. And I love teaching people how to manifest money. Number one, because it changed my life. When I, manifesting money, and really we're going to talk about the difference between manifesting money and becoming, because sometimes we can manifest money, we can execute the law of attraction, we can attract more money. But because of our money stories, it doesn't feel like a change or our life doesn't change in the way we want it to. And so we'll go into a little of why that is, but really learning to be good with money and becoming someone who attracts money and who loves money and who's in the river of abundance, which we'll talk about, changed my life. Um, When I really started to manifest money and pay attention to the specifics of money, right? Versus sort of the overall thing that I was doing before and using the law of attraction in my life. But when I really honed in on money is when things started to change really fast. And so when we manifest money or when you change your money story, which is something that we're going to talk about, everything changes. When you become somebody who is a money manifester versus somebody who just manifests money, which those are a little bit different and we'll kind of go through that your life changes because it's not just about money. Money is just energy like everything else. And it's an energy that plays into our lives daily, right? It's how you pay for the roof over your head. It's how you pay for the car or the phone or the computer that you're listening to this on. (coughs) Excuse me. So it impacts a lot of us, that energy flows through a lot of things, which is why I use, I love using it to teach the law of attraction because it's so around us all the time that we get lots of practice. We can see lots of evidence. We can see where the shifts are taking place and we can track it because it is an energy that sort of has a defined, um, quantitative value to it, right? Which is a little different than if you're attracting a relationship. That is, there's just one, if you're looking for the love of your life, right? We can quantify it if you want to attract a lot of dates. However, most of my clients are looking for the one, the soulmate, or, you know, in some cases more than one, which is fine and great. Um, But it's harder to, that's like one or two quantified, right? Versus a whole, you know, the things about money and the energy that we can quantify every day. So that's why I love using money to teach the law of attraction. It's also why when you join the enchanted circle, you have to complete manifest 10 K before you do the future self work, because it's foundational. It's how we learn how to use the law of attraction. So we have the foundation to take it to the next level with our future self. It's how we learn to look for the evidence and all the things and really interact with the law of attraction in a deep way that we can then build on when we do the future self work. So it's also why in celebration of my freedom anniversary this year that I am hosting a one day event, how to manifest money live virtually, right? So this is a podcast plus a slide presentation or, you know, PowerPoint, whatever you want to call it. There's a video so you can follow along makes notes easier. It just felt like something fun to do for you guys. So if you're listening and you want to go get that PowerPoint in the video, you would rather listen that way. You can either listen and then you can go back to it or you can pause. And when you're in front of a computer or a space where you can watch the video, not driving, you can go to cassieparks.com 
and click on the blog and look for this episode, which is airing October 21st, 2020. And then just watch the video and follow along and you'll get, you know, if you're a visual, sometimes this is helpful because I'm going to be a little more specific than I usually am. First though, I want to tell you what I'm super excited about. And I already alluded to it a little bit. I am very excited about um, learn how to manifest money live virtual, which is November 1st, 2020, which is part of my freedom versary, which I celebrate two days because November 1st will be the seventh anniversary of the last time I walked out of my corporate job. And I got to wake up on the second completely free. And we'll talk about that in upcoming episodes. So um, I'll talk about this and we'll talk about upcoming episodes, but so it's November 1st, 2020 in um, celebration of my freedom bursary. Cause that day holds a lot of amazing energy for me and <clears throat> also a lot of amazing energy in terms of money for me and what that was able to create and really stepping into. And I can see now how I was stepping into my future self, even then before I identified the ways to do it, I was already doing it. Um, I just wasn't noticing as clearly as I do now, or, and I wasn't teaching it. So I wasn't as tuned into it. Um, but that is going to take place 9am to 5pm mountain standard time. Of course, there will be breaks, you know, for potty breaks and snack breaks and lunch breaks, but we are going to be together from nine o'clock in the morning until five o'clock at night, mountain standard time. And you get to do this from your living room or your favorite spot because it's via zoom. So you get to connect with people from all over, including me on Zoom. If you want to register, go to cassieparks.com and click on how to manifest money live virtual. So that's really what I'm excited about. I'm also excited about upcoming episodes. You guys have heard about the four seasons and my Jimmy Choo's and I'm going to do an episode on financial freedom and how I manifested that as kind of a wrap up to this segment where I'm teaching you my stories. And then I threw in this because it's felt fun teaching you how to manifest money using the law of attraction. You're also going to hear an episode um, of what I call the Fab Four, and they all started just about two years ago in the Enchanted Circle. When we recorded the interview, it was about 18 months in, so they have grown together. They have seen each other, and you're just going to get, I asked them to do it as a special thing because I wanted to show you what it's like to grow with people. You know, one of the things that I wanted when I was starting to use the Law of Attraction or really focusing on my life um, you know, just, just taking it up a notch. I wanted people to do it with. And what I found was generally I was more committed than everyone else. I believed more was possible. I wanted to do more of the work versus just talk about it. Right. And I wanted to do it. And so you're going to get a glimpse of what it's like to do it with a group because they're all going to share together and they're going to share what they've learned from each other. So look forward to that interview as well. Let's jump in to how to manifest money. Um, and I'm going to tell you this, at the end of this podcast, I am going to tell you a little bit more about how to manifest money live virtual, and I'm going to give you an out. So when I get to that part, I'm going to say, okay, if you're good on your own, you can go do it on your own from here because I'm going to give you the steps. And if you want to sign up and do it together, we can do it together. But I will tell you before I get to that. Um, just to let you know, like if you're good going to do it on your own, like go do it on your own. The only thing I ask is that if you put these steps into place and they're successful, you share that with me because I love hearing about it. And you'd be surprised how many times I don't get to hear about it. You know, somebody I'll hear from somebody from somebody who ran into somebody that, you know, they read manifest 10,000 and manifested $10,000, right? Or I hear from my clients who give a book to their friends and then their friends manifest all this money, but I never hear from the person. And I love hearing that. I love, I love manifesting success. So I love to hear about that, but I will give you that option at the end to just take this knowledge and go do it on your own. And first let's talk about why you haven't been successful manifesting money yet. This is important. I'm not a person who dwells on or a lot of times I will say, you know, it's that focus on we're doing it wrong. Um, this is mostly like, if you haven't felt successful, we're not looking for what you're doing wrong, but I'm going to explain some things about why you haven't been successful manifesting money. Right. And if you've read manifest 10,000, there's 
seven to 10, I can't remember off the top of my head, I go through, you know, where people get off track manifesting this and it's important. And if you're feeling like, oh, I want to check that out, do it. Don't dwell in it. It's just the only reason to check into that is be like, oh, I did do that. I did do that. I did do that. Same with what you're listening to so that you can say, okay, I'm going to do it differently. And that can amp up your belief. If we're doing it differently, we expect different outcomes. So that's what we're going to talk about this first. And I think it's really important to understand because sometimes you do all this stuff, especially with money, and you feel like it isn't successful or you can't see the manifestation or your money story comes in and nothing feels different in your life. So we're going to talk about that. And first off, I will say the most dominant reason, which all the other reasons go under, you know, as to why you might not have been successful manifesting is because you are trying to manifest money instead of becoming someone who has money because you are trying to manifest money instead of becoming someone who has money. And we will talk about that in a second. So trying to manifest money comes from a more desperate place. And it's an energy of wanting something to be different. For example, if you say, I want to manifest money to pay off debt, right? You're wanting something to be different. You don't want that debt there. You might feel guilty because you spent the money or frustrated because you have to make a payment or whatever it is, but you, you want something to be different. You want that debt not to be there. Um, it can sound like I want money, so I'm not stressed, right? And so you're looking at money to be the answer. I want money. So I feel better. I want money. So I can finally dot, 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 you fill in the blank. If you've tried to manifest money, if you've done the work, but it hasn't been successful, um, think about, was I saying this? I want to manifest money so I can finally, right? It's about fixing. It's about wanting something to be different. Um, I want more money. So fill in whatever answer you have now or in the past and just kind of energetically check in. Like, was I trying to manifest um, from this place of desperate energy of wanting something to be different? Basically, Money is often a sneaky how to get something else. And that doesn't mean we can't manifest money, but when it's the sneaky how, we're not actually going for what we really want, which I've talked about in podcasts before is so important. And um, when it's to get to something else, we should just go for that thing. But so it's, it's a how and manifesting a how is hard. So let's keep talking about this. Another way to think about it is money will fix blank. If you think money will fix something, right? At its core, it's about fixing something instead of creating something. When, when you're using money to change the situation, it's about fixing something instead of creating something new. And fixing something is always in the same energy as it was created, right? So when you're trying to fix debt and you're like, I'm going to manifest money to get out of debt. I'm going to manifest money to get out of debt. Often those people, they get out of debt and they create debt right away. Like they didn't even mean to, right? It could be an unexpected bill. It can be whatever, right? Something big broke that they didn't think. But the reason they get right back into debt is because they've been practicing being the person who's paying off debt, who's manifesting money to pay off debt. So of course you attract that because that's who you've been practicing being. That's what you've created, right? And you're trying to fix something. And so it's really important to be in creation instead of fixing, right? So often fixing is about fixing stress um, and fixing maybe that you feel trapped and not free. And when it comes from that energy of fixing, it's just not as powerful as when you create it. And often that's why it doesn't work. So some specific ways and reasons fixing doesn't work is that your brain's job is to keep you safe. When you try and fix something, it usually feels like a big change to your brain, right? And that can throw up this danger warning sign in your brain because the very primal part of your brain is to keep you safe, which keeps you alive. And so even though you're like, uh, but more money, that's a good thing. And I'm not in danger when I have more money. You're that primal part of your brain doesn't know that, right? Because it sees it as a big change. It knows how to function however you've been living in terms of money with whoever you've been being. And so when that danger warning sign gets thrown up, your brain goes to work against you and the changes that you're trying to make because it tries to bring you back to the same, 
because it can keep you safe. Even if that, that what's been going on is uncomfortable and you don't like it and it doesn't feel good, you're still alive. And so that part of your brain is like, this works, right? If you stay the same, your brain knows how to keep you safe, even if it doesn't feel good to you. You're still alive. So your brain thinks this is working. Let's keep doing it. And again, this is the most primitive part of your brain. It's the part responsible for your survival. Um, It's not the part that has dreams and goals and wants more. It's just the part responsible for you to keeping alive, which is a, a lot the strongest part, because if you're not alive, you know, the goals and dreams don't matter as much, right? And so your brain is just doing this job, which isn't, which was really helpful, back in the days when we were roaming and we had to, you know, run away from certain things and we had to look for a lot of danger. But when we live in the life today and we want to change our circumstances, it's not as helpful and it's still totally possible. So this is why in the past you may have also manifested money, but it didn't change anything or you had a hard time manifesting money because of the brain. You have a money story, which feels safe to your brain. And that story will continue to play out until you write a new one because it feels safe because that's where your brain knows you can survive. So what are money stories? They are stories you pick up by default from experience, your parents, or maybe even trying to be the opposite of your parents. So if you were in a situation where you had a lot of money and maybe you've got a divorce or you lost your job and all of a sudden everything changed with money, that's an experience that can shift our money story. We can just pick up default from our parents or from what we hear in society about money. Um, And we can even develop our money stories by trying to be the opposite of what our parents were. So you pick up one by default until you consciously choose your own money story and take the steps to write and live that story daily. The different money stories are survival. So survival is... Um, there's either money or there's not, there is no in between. If you have a hard time keeping money in your savings account, you might be survival. Um, survival is very much all or nothing and it's stressful. Living in survival is stressful and having this money story is stressful for obvious reasons. When there's not money, that's very stressful. Behaviorally, um, one of the ways that survival shows up, if that's your money story, is you go 100 miles an hour or you're crashed out. Again, there's no middle, right? You're running, 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 or like you can't get off the couch for three days. So that's survival. Just enough means there's just enough money. And the good news about just enough is that there's almost always enough, right? Just enough. The bad news is, is that there's just enough. So, you know, you're just enough if the water heater breaks and you're like, well, that's okay. Like $800 is going to show up. I know it. I'll be, we'll be okay. But the flip side of that is, you know, when $300 extra, maybe you get a $300 bonus. You're like, you know, the brakes are going to break on your car because you always have just enough. And so while this story isn't stressful, um, like survival, living the survival story, um, it's almost depressing in a little, in a way it feels, um, it can make you feel stuck because you can't save up for your dreams because something always comes along because that's your story. Um, so again, it's not stressful like survival, but it doesn't feel good either. And so then there's the money chaser. Money chasers are always chasing money. Some really quick indications of this is if you have, been in more than three MLMs, if you always have business ideas, and if your family is tired of hearing about your business ideas, money chasers always want more money. They are always chasing money. And it doesn't mean that their ideas aren't good. It doesn't mean that they are not capable people. One of the things about money chasers, they're generally very smart. A lot of times their ideas are good, but they're so into the chase that they they don't get developed. So Um, that's a money chaser and money chasers will, while they will sacrifice or not invest money in things that feel good to them, right? Like they might not, um, I don't know, buy themselves clothes that feel good or, you know, um, other things that feel really good to them. They will throw down money if they think they can make money in a heartbeat without even thinking, right? then there's the money hot messes, which for a money hot mess, everything is fine until it's not. 
this is a person who's never really had to think about money. Money comes in, money goes out. It's always okay. It's just never a thought until it is a thought until you want a lot of times it comes when you want more out of life and you look at how much money you've made and all of a sudden um, you're like, I don't have a lot to show for that. Or you go and you want more, but you don't know how to create more because you've just sort of been in this space. Um, so money hot mess isn't stressful until that moment where it's like something needs to change. So they really live like, yeah, whatever it works out. I'm going to spend money. It's this, it's that. Um, until either maybe they, one day they overspend and all of a sudden they have, you know, 20,000 on a credit card because they were living life like they always do, but maybe they were living a bigger life and all of a sudden they're like, oh, how did that happen? Right. Or, or like I said, they want more and they look at their bank account and they look at what they're spending and, and they're like, um, shoot, you know, I, I should have more to show for this. You know, I was talking to a friend in her group the other day and she was telling her money hot mess story at a certain point in her life. You know, she was an executive who made in the hundreds of thousands of dollars. And she woke up one day, she had like $13 in her account. She got to notice like, this is what you have in your account, right? Because it's a money hot mess. It's always been okay until it's not. And for her, it, it happened after her divorce. So everything had sort of been, and then she just sort of let loose in this other way. And that hot mess caught up with her. And then it was time to do something different, which is how it happens for hot messes. And then there's hold tight. So hold tights, hold on to money. There is no amount of money that is enough. They just always want more money. Uh, the first hold tight that I met, this actually came through um, like meeting other people and working in other groups other than mine because hold tights don't often find their way into coaching. If they find their way into coaching for me, it's because they want something else. It's not generally about money because they won't spend money on coaching. And so I have less hold tights, but it is a story. And so the first one I met, you know, she told this story about she wanted this mattress and it would be on sale in six months. So she slept on the floor for six months. She made plenty of money you know, she was, it wasn't like she was, you know, 21 with her first job. She made plenty of money. She was, you know, very successful. And yet, you know, she was willing to sleep on the floor for six months to save money on this mattress. This is the, and this is typical because this is where they get the, the feel good, um, feelings from, um, and we'll talk like why they are the way they are in a minute, but, um, you know, they get the feel good from saving. So this is someone, if you've ever known someone who would like drive an hour of the way to save five extra cents on gas and you're like, you know, five cents a gallon, 20 gallons, that's a dollar. Right. Um, and you just, you know, you went, you spent gas to get there and it took you 30 minutes out of your way or an hour out of your way to save that. But really they're all about that savings is what they want. Um, and that's where like joy comes from. Um, so if you've manifested money in the past, but nothing changed or it felt like your manifesting didn't work. So money came in, but it felt like nothing changed or nothing worked. Um, it didn't totally work. This it's your story is why it's because your story took over. So I have a client and you'll get to hear her, um, stories soon. She's, um, been in the enchanted circle for almost a year. And one of the things she said when she started, you know, she had manifested $10,000 twice. So I think she did manifest 10 K when it was email and she did manifest 10,000 in the book. However, she manifested the money, but it came through getting laid off, came through like a package when you get laid off. And so it was sort of a net zero. Yeah. She had more time, but it was like, eh, does this count as manifesting? And so if you've had a similar situation like that before, where you're like, well, I manifested the money, but it doesn't feel good or it feels worse. Um, which I'll tell you about in survival in a second. Um, it's because your story took over, right? So if your story is survival and it didn't work, it's because you hot potatoed the money. If you've listened to Kate's stories that were in 2019, she talks, her story was survival and we had to start manifesting money and start writing a new story. And that takes time. And she shares in one of her interviews how she got a new client, which was probably a couple thousand dollars. And I don't remember the exact number. And then she found herself in front of Whole Foods about ready to go in and buy herself lunch. 
which is great. Kate is a health coach and she believes in healthy food, which is why she could always justify buying food um, at Whole Foods and, and investing money. She could always, which is the thing about survival, they can justify any purchase. Like it's just who they are. They can justify it because it really comes down to survival. Like in order to be in survival mode, they need no money. And so they will find a way to justify spending money to get to that zero place of stress. Um, and this can all be changed. And none of this is conscious, right? Nobody's doing this consciously because it doesn't feel good, but this is what's happening when you can kind of step back and we start to unwind the story. Because survival people, hot potato money, which is how they get back to zero and stress. So when extra money comes in, when everything was taken care of and Kate got this new client, a couple thousand dollars, great. Unconsciously, she was like, I better go get rid of this money. And so she finds herself in Whole Foods and something makes her actually think she found a penny, which um, made her kind of stop for a second and think about this. I think if I'm remembering that part right. And she's like, wait a minute, I'm about to go buy the same food that I have in the fridge. I bought my lunch. It's the same healthy, organic, amazing food that I'm about to go into Whole Foods and buy again. And she could really see it like, oh, I'm hot potatoing the money. Um, because that's what people with this money story survival. So if more money has come in, but it doesn't feel like it changed your life and your money story is survival, you, um, you figure that out when I was talking about them. Um, that's probably why sometimes with survival, even manifesting money makes it worse because when it's that hot potato reflex to get rid of money, um, often survival will get rid of like more, you know, 10,000 comes in, they'll spend 12 and it's not conscious. It's just this reaction to keep them in that stress place. Uh, I forgot to mention if you haven't read, you know, change your money story, or you haven't gotten my download about identifying your money story, you can go to identifyyourmoneystory.com and you can get my guide for identifying your money story. Now, just enough. I mean, I'm sorry, hold tight won't be in there, but all of the, because it came, like I said, I don't have a lot of clients. So that came after I started recognizing that. Um, and so you can get that. You don't have to put an email identifyyourmoneystory.com. If you want a little more meat and potatoes to help you identify it, you can do that and just download it. No email, none of that. All right. So back to, if you've manifested money in the past, but nothing changed or it felt like manifesting isn't working. So just enough. Um, if more money came in, it's just your story playing out. Something happened and you didn't get to enjoy the money that you manifested likely. Right. Um, unless you're being very diligent and changing your story, it just, went away. Something came up just like it always does. When more money shows up, something comes up that needs it. Right. Which is frustrating and feels like nothing is changing. Right. If you're a money chaser, you didn't even recognize more money is more if you manifested money because you're so focused on trying to get more. That's really where your focus is. That's who you are. If you have this story. And this is one of my stories. I totally know this, right? You don't, you don't recognize that money's coming in because you're so focused on trying to get more. You also don't recognize if it's worth it. You know, you're willing to take on six jobs. Um, this is definitely part of my money chaser in the beginning, like six jobs, whether they made sense or not, right? You take it, you know, for 30 bucks or whatever for a half an hour of work, but it might've taken me two hours total, you know, which is less than $10 an hour. It doesn't make sense, but it was that $30. I was chasing that $30 for, and so when you're a money chaser, if you manifested money, it's likely you didn't recognize it as more because you're just focused on trying to get more. So you never see it. If you're a hot mess, you didn't notice it manifesting it and, or like you never really tried to manifest money. Um, and maybe once you tried to manifest it, this is the other thing that happens with money, hot mess, money stopped flowing. Often, because if you're a money hot mess, you're trying to manifest money. You come to that decision. I'm going to, I'm going to manifest money. I'm going to use the law of attraction to manifest money. You come to that decision, um, because something happened, right? Like I was talking about my friend, you know, $13 in her bank account. Um, we didn't know each other then, but if we had, I'm sure that would be the moment she would go, you know, start manifest 10 K, um, or she tried to do it on her own and money would stop flowing because it's just your story. You don't 
you know, really, you've never really tried with money. You've never tried to create it. You've never tried to pay attention to it. And so that story doesn't fit. And if you're hold tight and you've manifested money or you've tried to manifest money, um, it was just more money. Um, so, or you were more excited about the savings, right. Than recognizing the more money. So you're more excited, like, um, I don't know, let's say that you saved $50 on something. Um, you're more excited about saving $50 than putting 50 extra dollars in your account. Makes sense. So you're not paying attention to the money that is there. You're paying attention to what's saved, which takes your focus off. Um, and it doesn't feel different and it's never enough money anyway, because if hold tight is your story, you don't even know what enough is. You just want more and more and more and more. And, and you hold tighter and tighter and tighter and tighter to it, right? Um, so even when you have been successful at manifesting money, right? In the past, your story can make it feel like you have not been successful because the way you are living feels the same because your story takes over and unconsciously you start creating things that put you right back in the same spot. And it doesn't feel like anything's changed, which doesn't feel like you're successful with manifesting, right? So going back to my client and, you know, I manifested $10,000, but then I didn't have a job. Like, did I really manifest? Was that successful? Did I create this? Like, because nothing changed, right? It was sort of a net, a net situation. And the reason for this is because you came to manifesting and you're focusing on fixing the problem, right? So if you're survival, you were fixing the problem of, I have no money and I need more money. And so survival, if you're doing it on your own, generally you will start manifesting money. You'll start because it's zero or close to zero, right? It's in panic mode. So you'll start doing manifesting activities, work, using the law of attraction. As soon as you get money, you probably have stopped doing your manifesting stuff because you have money and so you're not in panic mode and then you're getting rid of it and then you come back to manifesting when you need more money because you're trying to fix a problem that is in a moment, right? Not create a lifetime, right? Not creates being somebody, right? You're not creating being the person who's good with money and who has money. You're trying to fix a problem, which if you're survival, it's I have no money, I need money. If you're just enough, the problem that you're trying to fix generally, or you have been trying to fix, if you're trying to manifest money in the past is that I never have money to do the things I want and I feel stuck. So you, you come to money manifesting, trying to fix that. And when you are trying to fix a problem, you're in that energy of that problem. You're, you're creating more of it. Um, we have to come to it, not in that fixing, but in that becoming place. So when you're focused on fixing the problem, money chaser, you start manifesting because you feel like you need more money, which is always, so you're trying to fix that. I need more money. I need more money. And I, it's, it's a need, but it's also a want, like I want more money, right? Um, money hot mess. Um, you're trying to fix the problem that you realized you are good at bringing in money, but you don't know where it's going. So all of a sudden you realize like had a lot of money in my possession and I don't know where it's going. And so you start trying to manifest money um, to do something, or you get to a situation where like, oh, I'm ready to buy a house, but I don't have a lot of savings. And so I'm going to try and manifest money for that. Right. But you're trying to fix a problem. You're not trying to become something. If you're hold tight, the problem that you're trying to fix is that you want to become more successful and money feels like an indicator of that. So you, instead of, because you haven't defined your own version of success, money is just what feels like success to you and you want to feel good and feel successful. So you just try to manifest more money because it feels like that's success and money is an indicator of success, which again is fixing the problem. I don't feel successful and I'm going to try and, you know, have money to feel that way. So it's fixing a problem. And in all of these cases, money is a how, right? It's not, you're focused on fixing the problem, not becoming a person or a version of yourself. And when you are focused on fixing rather than becoming, you try to fix your limiting beliefs, right? You're like, oh, I have to change this. I have to change this. And if you've been listening for me to me for any length of time, you know that when you try to fix your limiting beliefs, you just create more because your brain is going to find what you're looking for. And if you're like, oh, it must be a limiting belief that's in the way, must be a limiting belief. Like when you look for that, like your brain will give you limiting beliefs every time you look. Um, and that's focused on fixing. 
um, when you're focused on fixing rather than becoming, you don't count your successes because things don't feel like they're changing for sort of all those reasons, specific reasons we talked about with the money stories. And your intention isn't truly clear because when we're fixing something, um, it's not totally clear what we want, right? So um, going back to debt, if we're doing it to fix, like, I want to be out of debt, like that's just one moment, but what do you really want? You want the money to spend on yourself or you want more on your savings. So your intention is never truly crystal clear when you're focused on fixing. It's also short-term, right? And short-term in a way, but it's also because it's not clear, it doesn't leave room um, for the kind of change that it takes to write and live a new money story because it's short-term and it's not clear. There just isn't the space for this create thing right? To, to create a life and create and become the person who has a great money story that supports them living their dream life and being somebody who's good and who has money, good with, and who has money. You're inherently good, but I meant to say good with money. Um, the key to manifesting money is to become someone who has money is to become someone who has money in all of those. Even if you, you can think back, none of them really indicated, you know, like, um, they all, they all came a feeling of not having money. Even the people that had money hold tights generally always have a lot of money, but they still identify as not having money. Right. Cause they don't feel successful and they need more money to feel more success. And the person who has money, like when you're somebody who has money, you continue to have more and more and more of it. If you have money and you are good with it, you, there's no, like, it's inevitable that you will create more of it. And that is really key because we have to step into this version of that because that's what keeps the flow going, right? Money is energy and energy is flowing or not flowing. Just like your bathroom faucet, you turn it, it's off. There's no flow. You turn it on and there's flow, right? Energy is flowing or not flowing. And when it is flowing, it keeps flowing, right? Unless we turn it off, which is often what happens when our story gets in the way. So just going back to Kate's story about being inside of Whole Foods, right? For a second, she almost turned the flow off. Um, and it's not that it was turning off the flow of coming in, but it was going to turn off the flow of coming in because it's like she had too much. She'd get rid of it, right? So enter, money is energy, energy is flowing or not flowing. And when energy is flowing, it keeps flowing. When money is flowing, it keeps flowing. That doesn't mean like a million dollars a day, but in the general sense, when it is, when you are somebody who has money and money is coming in, it's continually coming in, right? You are continually growing it. And um, that's important to realize because it means if you want to manifest money, you need to jump into that river of abundance. You need to become somebody who can be truly abundant and who is capable of welcoming more and more and more money uh, because that's what happens. So I just want to use this example. Um, I want you all to look up the rule of 72, right? Actually, let's talk about this first. So all of this is the reason this needing to jump into this river of abundance and be able to welcome more and more and more money, because once we get more money, that's where energy is flowing. So we're going to get more money and then we're going to get more money. And then we're going to get more money, which is why one of the first assignments for new members of the enchanted circle is to identify how they will feel and what their experience will be when they cross the hundred thousand dollar mark, $500,000 mark, million dollar mark, and $10 million manifested mark. The reason being is that if we do this right, when we do this right, that mark is inevitable, even if it's 40 years away. And yes, I have clients in their 70s who have 35-year plans, so they're pretty darn close to that 40-year mark, um, who want to live you know, until they're 105 and 115 and, and are planning on that and doing different things to do that. But if you, like, it's inevitable when we get this the money faucet turned on that you will get there someday. And like I said, it doesn't matter if it's 40 years down the road, right? Um, you're going to get there because 
money builds on money that the month, the energy of money attracts more money. When you have money, you're naturally like the fact that you have it in your bank account or your hands, it's naturally attracting more money. It's just going to happen. So we have to be able to become the person that not only welcomes more money one time, but is capable of welcoming it and more and more and more of it and continually doing it. If you become someone with money, you will eventually become someone with $10 million. And so you need to open that space and allow that abundance to flow through you. And that doesn't need to make your brain go wild. I don't even want you to think about it or what does that mean or what does that look like or how do you do that? It just want you to think about the fact that if we start opening up space to money, we're opening up space to lots of money and you have to be able to let it flow through you if that's what you want, if you want to continue to be successful and have more money. And so when you become the person who has money, you also become someone who is good with money because when you have money, you're good with it, right? Because someone who is good with money has money. Someone who has money is good with it. And someone who is good with money has money. And so you're just reinforcing that, right? These are the reasons that you'll be more successful manifesting money if you start to become someone who lives an abundant life. Of course, it takes time and dedication because you are committing to become someone different than you are today. And you've been being who you are today for a while. Even if you've grown and changed, you've spent a lot of time in that old money story, which is fine and all good. It just means we have to commit to growing and changing. And so the keys to manifesting money are identifying a pinpoint far in the future and opening up that space, which is that $10 million place. And then getting clarity of a pinpoint closer to you that will allow you to grow towards it and start developing your new money story. This easily $10,000 is a great place to put that pin. There's so much information and growth that can come from manifesting $10,000, setting that intention and moving towards it and doing all the things, you know, seeing the success, identifying the money, all the things. And then you have to learn to become diligent about shifting your mind's focus to how you are growing, changing and manifesting. So it's about paying attention. It's about becoming diligent about this is changing. This little thing is changing because when you notice the little things, it doesn't throw up that warning flag that your brain has. And finally, committing to a process of becoming is important. Committing to the long game, staying the course, knowing what might get in your way so you're ready to maneuver through it, and creating a plan to follow and commit to that is simple and feels fun. Those are all part of the process of becoming that you that it takes. And this is exactly what I did to shift my money mindset, write a new money story, gain my financial independence so I could release my corporate job and create the business in life of my dreams. So good. I love, I love my life. I love my business. I love everything about who I get to be because I did all of these things and I continue to do them, right? So here's what you need to do to become a money manifester. You need to focus on becoming someone with money rather than trying to fix something with money. So money can't be the how, it can't be about fixing. You need to focus on becoming someone with money and get in touch with that person. And the way to become a person with money is to create a simple, fun, 20 minute daily love, money, love, and growth plan and commit to engaging it for 90 days. So I like $10,000 to set the intention because you can learn so much. And then if you want to do this on your own, just trust me, 20 minutes a day is fine. And only five days a week is fine. Create a simple, simple, fun, um, money, love, and growth plan and commit to engaging it to 90 days for 90 days. So you can come up with um, 90 assignments. You can come up with, it's 13 weeks times five. Let's see if I can do my math. It's about 65 assignments. If you're going to do five assignments a week, Um, 20 minute things that engage in growing your focus on loving money and growing and becoming the person who has money. So you can create this plan on your own. You, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably know a lot about a lot of the law of attraction. You've been listening. If you love visualizing, like add that in, right. And that can be one thing visualize for 20 minutes a day. Um, just create a plan 20 minutes. This is what manifest 10 K is. It's a plan. 
it's step-by-step and I created it very diligently and you can create your own if you want. Um, while making sure, so this is what you have to do while you're doing these things, becoming the person and engaging your 20 minute plan. You have to make sure that to focus your intention and what is new and changing rather than what you don't want or is more of the same. So you really just have to engage that focus on what's changing and just small things. Cause then your brain, you know, just noticing every little thing and putting the focus on how many showing up, putting the focus on who you're being right. Instead of what you don't want. These are the things that are going to turn you into a successful money manifester. I just told you how to do it right. 90 days, which if you're listening, this is, this is the end of January. You can be manifesting money like crazy, right? It's 90 days from now. Um, It's also what I'm going to teach in learn how to manifest money live virtual. So right now I'm going to share a bit more about how to manifest money live virtual. For those of you who are like, I want to do this. This makes sense. I can see why I haven't been successful in the past. Um, I want to share that with you just to give you a little more to help you find clarity. Um, But if you have your game plan that I just gave you, right, focus on becoming, focus on what's shifting and make a 20 minute, you know, five days a week plan, 65, make yourself 65 assignments that take about 20 minutes a day um, to complete over the next 90 days. If you have that game plan and you're ready to become a successful money manifester in the next 90 days doing that, and you feel great about doing it on your own, like feel free to stop the podcast right now, right? Just remember to share your manifesting success with me because I love hearing it. So when you execute that on your own, all I ask is that you share it, right? And if you don't want to hear any more about how to manifest money live virtually, just stop the podcast right now and go make your plan. Um, And if you do want to hear more, here is a little bit more and how we're going to engage all of the things that I just said into one day and really get you started. So I say you know, teach and learn, like the class is called learn how to manifest money live. Um, but what we're really going to do is do it. So you're not going to leave with a list of things to do, right? We're going to, we're going to do it together. We're going to open you up and we're going to start you on the path to becoming the person who has more money. So it's not just like, I'm going to teach you, um, we're going to do it. (laughs) Um, because learning is one thing, but becoming is another, And knowing and understanding conceptually what you're supposed to do is only half of what you need to do, but becoming is doing it. It's being it, it's engaging in, in the things, right? We're going to become together. I used to love going to live events. I loved the connection to others that were like me and were growing. I loved the bond that happened. I loved learning new things. I loved feeling like I was capable of more. And most of all, um, I loved feeling like what I wanted was possible. And that's what I would get from going to these big events. However, what I didn't love was that three days after the, like I left feeling so good, I'm capable, like anything is possible, was three days after when I realized I didn't know what to do next. I had copious notes about how to do it, but I didn't actually know what to do next right? I just had this good feeling, which was starting to wane because I didn't know what was the next step to take. So that that doesn't happen to you, I'm going to teach you how to create a simple to follow 90 day becoming someone with money plan that only requires 20 minutes a day. I'm going to teach you specifically how to do that. So I told you how to do it today and you can take all of your LOA knowledge and you're perfectly capable of it today. Um, but we're going to do it a little more um, structured and I'm going to teach you how to do it. So your plan will be filled with things that you love, right? Not things that you think you should be doing, things that you love. And I'm going to teach you how to tune your brain in so that it can see that things are working, which will make the progress work process work even faster because you'll be able to see the progress, right? So when we tune into those things, it's going to help you see that you are successful because we're also going to be, when you tune into that, those things, you are changing without throwing up that danger sign that can sabotage your growth. I'm also going to give you a heads up about my, what might come up 
um, what you might come up against that could detour you. And I'll help you get through those. I'll help you understand what you do when certain things come up, right? And how you handle those and how you notice that they're happening. As well as I'm going to give you time to ask any questions you have before I send you off to become the person who has money. So the end of the day, I have time set aside that is solely for your questions and we will stay and we will answer them so that you feel confident in going to, to execute your plan and become the person who manifests money. Of course, at the end, if you want to, if you say, this is so good, um, that I want to, I want her to tell me what to do. I don't want to figure it out. There'll be an opportunity to do that as well. Um, but I'm going to set you up so that you can leave. You can have all of your questions answered. You can know how to focus so that your brain doesn't sabotage you. You'll know what might get in your way and how to get through it. And you'll have created your own money manifesting, becoming a money manifester plan, right? So at this point, I've told you the keys to manifesting money. You know, the biggest one is to focus on becoming someone with money rather than trying to fix something with money. Um, I've told you the way to become the person with money is to create a simple, fun, 20-minute daily plan and commit to it for 90 days, all while making sure to focus your attention on what is new and changing rather than what you don't want or is more of the same. You can start today, like I said, if you want. And if you don't want to do it alone, you can come to learn how to manifest money live virtual, which is uh, my seventh freedom versary, November 1st, 2020. We would we will meet and we'll hang out together from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Mountain Standard Time from the comfort of your living room or other favorite spot via Zoom. To register, you go to CassieParks.com. C-A-S-S-I-E-P-A-R-K-S.com. And then you click on learn how to manifest money live virtual to register. If you do it alone or you join us on November 1st, make sure to share your manifesting success with me. I love celebrating with you. I am so grateful that you listened to this podcast today. I'm so grateful that you're part of my journey. It's so fun. Um, My intention is that you take away some like big ahas from this. And you can start today becoming more of the person who has money and who manifests money successfully and who lives a very fun, abundant life. So make sure to come back next week for more goodness. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you for joining us on the Law of Attraction Manifesting Success Stories show. To learn how to attract more money into your life, go to your favorite book retailer and order Cassie's book, Manifest, $10,000.